It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into Brewcast from Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Giardi here with you with Scotty White recording on Tuesday, August 9th as we head into Wednesday, August 10th. And as of recording, we are 25 days away from Michigan football taking on Colorado State on opening, well, that opening Saturday, I guess, Labor Day weekend. But... There is some other big news that really kind of dropped here today about the future of how we watch Big Ten football. We're going to be touching on a little bit in this episode as well. Scotty White, what is happening, my man? How you doing here tonight? Doing great, man. Um, yeah, like you said, got some big news to talk about um, that I'm excited about. You know, um, you never know what other things um, could come from our new TV deal here that we're going to be discussing. Um, but one late, one week closer to football, um, and I am excited to chat about it. So let's get right into it. Uh, the new TV deals, new media rights uh, for Big Ten football uh, moving forward is going to be very, I, I would say, I guess kind of structured, more structured uh, than, than what we have now, unfortunately, at least unfortunately for me, right? Because I've, I've grown up watching Big Ten football on ESPN, and that's, that's obviously changed a little bit over the years, but we've still had games on ESPN and ABC, and that's just always felt like college football to me, you know, or Big Ten college football. Um, but obviously the SEC and the ACC going to be moving over to ESPN and some primetime slots, which was sounds like a deal breaker. 
um, for the Big Ten here, Scotty, when, when they were negotiating these rights with ESPN is one of the stipulations was that the Big Ten, you know, had to have primetime slots, 3.30 and late night games uh, to be broadcast partners and ESPN already has promises and deals with the SEC and the ACC for those time slots. So Big Ten football sounds like, at least for the marquee matchups, it's going to be structured in a way where we see the noon game on Fox, the 3.30 game on CBS, and the late night game on NBC. So I do find that rather interesting, man. Um, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna get out, uh, out front and say it, man. I don't like it that much. I, I, I like the way it's always been done. And I'm not, you know, I'm not against, you know, change necessarily, but change for the sake of change, I don't necessarily like it and, and money grabs and things like this. I loved Illinois Northwestern on ESPN2 at noon. You know, like that, it, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that just, that is a call, start to a college football Saturday in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like, it's a crappy day. You know, it's going to be a horrible football game, but you're going to watch it. Beth Mullins is going to be calling the play by play and, and you're going to love every minute of it. Oh yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. I, I love watching the games on ESPN and I am a little sad. Um, per, honestly, like with the SEC, uh, playing on CBS, you know, I watched uh, the Iron Bowl, the the Auburn, Alabama, um, and the SEC championship. But I haven't like CBS. I think a college basketball. I think CBS. You know, um, but I think that I think that could be. You know, I like their theme music, so I guess that's something. Um, but yeah, I mean, ESPN's always been my favorite, and I think it's just kind of the same thing you were saying. Like that's what I've grown up watching. Um, it's 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 almost something like. Like when I'm watching a game on Fox, and don't get me wrong, I love Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson losing his mind uh, on a college football Saturday is music to my ears. But it's just something about like the graphics. You know, Fox, I think of NFL, ESPN, yep. I think of college football. So it's for that aspect of it, it's it's disappointing. Um, like I said, I love I love um, Gus Johnson and watching games like that on Fox. Um, but one thing that I that I haven't loved about the Fox deal is is the big games going at noon. Like I, I like noon games, but I definitely am a a night game, big game kind of guy. Um, so I'm hoping that with with these deals, we can get more of that, those back. That's the part you can't stand. I <laughs> I don't like that they're four effing hours, man. I mean, it's it's a noon to four block. The the three o'clock games are at halftime by the time the noon game ends. It it's. Oh my god, I hate it so much. Um, but they do. They, Gus and Joel Klatt, man, are, are some of the best in the game. They really are. Um, you know, and I. So the the thing that gets me though is, is you touched on it with like CBS, right? And I've I've been thinking about this. So so play the theme song in your head, right? It's like oh yeah, dun, 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 dun. so you can hear that, right? And then, and then mm -hmm. it's gonna start playing, and the graphic that's gonna pop up is like Wisconsin, Iowa, and it just, they're just, it just doesn't feel right, you know? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, I saw, I saw a video on Twitter today that like already had a little intro video with it, um, and it, it did look very weird. Uh, but I do like their music, so so that's that's good. It, it's it's definitely gonna take some time getting used to it, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it it is an interesting concept, though, that the Big Ten is gonna try and own. You know, a, a Saturday, more or less, because they're, they're going to have a big game at Fox on noon. They're, the biggest game of the Big Ten weekend is going to be on Fox at noon. 
probably second, and, and it's not necessarily structured second or third at night. You know, if there's a monster night game, obviously that's going to be the bigger game that's on NBC. But generally, the second, the two, three matchups are, are going to be 3.30 um, on CBS and then 8 o'clock on NBC. And I do find that rather interesting. I don't necessarily mind that because I do love me some good, you know, night college football. But I also have, I don't know, I, I also have this, you know, deep-seated love for those Eight o'clock ABC broadcasts. You know what I'm saying? The 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 one the Saturday night college football that uh, you get the commercials for all week, right? You know, and then you get uh, like Virginia Tech, Clemson. You get the Enter Sandman run out when, when you're Virginia Tech just for Clemson to stomp all over it. But but that's just <laughs> the pageantry of college football, man. Exactly, dude. Oh man, that yeah, that's gonna be tough because we we're not gonna get those commercials, and those are honestly. Like when I'm watching TV throughout the week and I see the commercials for a big Michigan game that's on ESPN, like I get chills every time. It just helps build the excitement. And and like you kind of said, like the the night games that aren't on ESPN for some reason they just they don't feel as big to me. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get used to. Um, we do still have this year. Maybe we could see a Michigan versus Penn State on ESPN. Um, yeah, this so, year, yeah, this is not going to effect for this year, uh, right. so we are going to get uh, some of those games. Um, the the other thing that I'm not looking forward to is like it, the teams that are not you know the the less than whatever is be behind the the third tier you know marquee game of that week. It's going to be relegated probably to the Big Ten Network, and then maybe even some Peacock games. And I'm going to oh, really God. hate that like that. That makes me want to just jump out a window, man. Uh, just just thinking about that because I I just don't like streaming sports games. Though yeah. I guess I guess if everyone is streaming, you're not going to have that delay. Because I watch football like with Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And if you're streaming, I learned this a couple of years ago. If you're streaming, like you know, you you're, if you're on Twitter like I am, you're going to know what happens before it happens out there. You're going to know the big plays, and it takes a little away from it, to be quite honest with you. And I'm going to hate that. But I guess if everyone's streaming, you know, but but then you got buffer issues. I don't know, man. Just it just kind of seems like a nightmare to me a little bit. No, I agree. It, it creates issues, and and dude, trust me, I know better than anyone. Like last four years being in college, like I don't have cable, and I'm streaming everything. And I'll accidentally go on Twitter and find out that I'm five minutes behind a game. And I'm like, oh, shit, 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 I close it out. Um, and that's kind of one of the concerns with CBS, too, is like, I I mean, streaming is the way to go now. And usually I can just use like my parents Xfinity login with anything and I can stream for free. But on CBS, when I was trying to watch college basketball games, I had to get like Paramount Plus app and like pay a subscription for Paramount to watch the games on CBS. So that, that, Always that. remember what you can do with CBS, though, since that is um, that's that's cable. So you could you could buy an HD antenna and you get that channel for free, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you get uh, CBS, NBC, I believe ABC are, are the three that you get. I don't think Fox is included in those. It might be uh, if you get the antenna, but like that's like FCC regulated that you, you get those. If you buy an HD antenna for like whatever, 30 bucks or whatever, you're going to get those channels. For anyone listening, yeah, that that might have to be the move for me because I'm not I'm not getting that Paramount subscription yeah. again. I already did it, canceled <laughs> it after basketball. So, 
Oh, man. And and then there's a, a couple more questions that are interestingly related that don't necessarily um, have anything to do with our viewing experiences. Number one, with the NBC deal with the Big Ten, you know, is that part of a bigger move to persuade Notre Dame to, to join the Big Ten moving forward? You know, that that's a question that's obviously going to come up. Yeah, I mean, the only Michigan games that we've ever seen on NBC were against Notre Dame. They obviously are the uh, the big NBC program. And, I mean, everything lately just kind of seems like things are headed in that direction. And I think that this is just the next part of that. I mean, I would be shocked within the next year or two if we're not seeing that Notre Dame's coming to the Big Ten. I mean, it really makes sense in every aspect. Um, and, and this just adds to that. And then the, the other thing for me, Scotty, and, and I've seen this kind of uh, posted in our, our Slack chat and things like that, and it's an intriguing question, is, you know, politics are always at play here. Um, just say, for instance, I, I'm not going to talk about the college football playoff, you know, that uh, ESPN is going to make it so the, the Big Ten is ousted from the playoff or anything like that, because that's just like tinfoil hat stuff, right? But I do wonder how much, it's like I love college game day. You know, and and Big Noon Kickoff is good in its own right, but it, it's not college game day for me. Like, that's that's what I grew up on, you know, so I'm, I'm still going to be a college game day guy. But with, with ESPN not having any of the broadcast rights to any of the games, like moving forward next, starting next year, like how much coverage is the Big Ten going to get on that network, you know, even, uh, you know, even though... They, they could have some great teams, you know, moving forward. They're, they're going to have to cover the big teams, but uh, for the entirety of the Big Ten, like maybe they start to shy away a little bit, and, and that would be unfortunate. But And and college game day probably isn't going to be going to many Big Ten locations like they have in the, in years past as well. Like that's a, that, that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like they, you, you can see if there's a, if there's a Fox noon kickoff, it's not going to be as likely. Like obviously it happens, you know, they went to Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. Michigan State. It does happen. Um, but I mean, if there's two big games and one's at noon on Fox and the other's at 7.30 on ABC, they're probably going to pick the ABC one. Um, but yeah, I mean, ESPN is just sports, you know, and, and CBS and NBC and Fox, they, they do other things. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's where everybody goes. I mean, like I was, you know, the kind of kid I got up at 7am before school every day. I'm watching ESPN. Um, you know, that's where I get all of my, my news from my sports news. And I, I certainly would expect, obviously, like you said, the bigger teams will still get that coverage, but I mean, Rutgers, are we going to see a lot of Rutgers on ESPN getting, getting any kind of talk? I, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know that they do anyway right now, but I understand. <laughs> I, you know, it's 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 interesting to to see how the landscape is shifting, and I don't necessarily know quite yet uh, if it's for the better. But we will have to see. Going to be a, a little bit intriguing. I mean, the right steal is stupid. I'm I'm a little bit worried that all of the games are going to be like the big noon kickoff where they're all four hours because they're trying to cram so many commercials in. We get uh, you know, we get a score. Let's go to the extra point commercial. Come back for the kickoff, then a commercial, you know, and then it's like, oh, my God, can we please get on with the game? Can we see some football action, please? Uh, that's, that is the one thing that I'm so excited for college football, but I'm not super pumped for the four-hour games at noon on Fox. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to it either, especially, you know, those nail biters where my heart cannot take the game for that long. Oh, my God, I'm dying the out. whole day. Exactly, dude. And I'm, I'm like, I have like my heart rate is at like 200 beats per minute every and it's going on for four hours. Like that can't be good for me. Um, so, though, I mean, that's the worst. Um, and dude, we're going to, we have an, another media timeout come with college basketball too. So, I mean, these games are just going to keep getting dragged out. Support for Brewcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products, precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I love the Manscaped products. I've got the performance package 4.0. I'm telling you, the lawnmower is unbelievable. The Nick Guard is a true game changer. I don't know where it's been. I don't know why we've gone so many years without this piece of innovation, but it's truly a game changer. I mean, you get everything in the performance package, the lawnmower, like I just talked about, the weed whacker for the ear and nose trimmer, uh, the crop preserver, the crop reviver toner, the bro- the boxer briefs are super comfortable. They're, they're awesome. They're like chafe resistant. It's fantastic. And then you got a whole travel bag to hold your goodies. And for you being a listener of this show here, we've got a very special deal for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MNB20 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Get yourself the Performance Package 4.0. You're going to thank yourself. It's at manscaped.com. Make sure you use the promo code MNB20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here talking a little bit. Uh, went over, obviously, some of the uh, changes coming to the, the broadcasting rights moving forward. Uh, and, and just real quick, Scotty, you know, we haven't even had a full week of camp uh, going on so far, but sounds like uh, th- there's been a couple of things. You know, Jim Harbaugh was, was kind of talking about it um, uh, on the In the Trenches podcast uh, where uh, I think the, the one thing that most everyone uh, heard was the fact that Kate and JJ are splitting, splitting reps right down the middle right now. And I found that intriguing because we did the preview show last week and Cade was going in, or we heard from uh, Big Ten Media Days, right, that Cade was going in as QB1, but JJ was going to have a chance uh, to to win the job. But now that they're fully splitting reps, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but since JJ started behind Cade, and now they're at 50-50, sounds to me like JJ's winning that battle, but I uh, again, maybe I'm reading a little too much into that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that definitely is what it seems like, and... You know, also the the Twitter world was was getting a little excited the other day when the Michigan account went out and tweeted, "No, no videos." Bro, um, that uh, video was so sick, pass. though. It was, it was an absolute dime from JJ, and everyone's out tweeting QB one. So, I mean, it, it's obviously you know, like you said, it's been a week. We have no idea what's going on, but I, I mean, I read the, I, I read that the exact same way as you did. I mean. He went. Cade went in this QB one. They're splitting it right down the middle, just like Harbaugh said. I mean, I'm sure you also saw the comments about you know how good JJ is and how he's been and how uh, I forget who said it. I think it might have been Sharon Moore or Matt. It was more. It was Matt Weiss, I, I believe, uh, that you're talking yeah. about. How he's how he's a really yeah. good player and he's going to be a really good player and right. he's going to be playing a lot for us at some point. Exactly. And it's just I've, I've heard a lot of raving about McCarthy throughout the first week. And it seems like 
it seems like that battle's heating up. And again, at the end of the day, for me, I so I went back uh, over this, you know, kind of the the past week here, dating back to to late last week. I watched some of those, you know, went on YouTube and watched some of those like extended highlights, like the twenty five to thirty minute versions of, of the games from last year. Um, and for me, like you know, Cade really, um, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, was a completely different quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he he made. Uh, some you know not so great throws didn't didn't have he didn't have a, a ton going for him the first couple of weeks you know when, when you go back and, and watch those games outside maybe of the the flea flicker throw to Cornelius Johnson against Wisconsin um but JJ's arm talent is like it, it, it's a night and day difference at the end of the day so for me but also you could you could see he's a little he's got some happy feet in the pocket you know he he doesn't necessarily he didn't last year at least trust necessarily trust his knowledge of the offense to to hang in there and look throughout the field if it if it wasn't there you know within reads one or two he he was more than happy to leave a clean pocket we we've seen that with him but if he's comfortable in it and he can use his legs obviously he's an incredible athlete um but if he can hang in there and trust the offense and really get it down like his arm talent is going to put him over the top. I don't think there's any question there. You know, it's just, um, it is, is that down yet for him, especially, you know, losing Josh Gaddis and now having Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss is, is the co-offensive coordinators. That's, that's the only question mark for me because the talent level is, is through the roof, just utterly through the roof. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. And it, it just seems like they're too, they're, they've got two different styles. You know, Cade's more, seems like he's more of a play it safe kind of guy. Um, like I was watching this video from the Iowa game, which the at the NFL end of the day, one of a big 10 championship. So I'm, I'm, exactly, you know, I'm, exactly. I'm sitting here and I'm like, like I hear that and I'm even listening to my, myself say it. And it's not a knock on Cade, you know, because no, no. being the smart quarterback is a good thing oh, at yeah. the end of the day, man, I'm going to take right. that. And he's an incredible leader, you know? Um, it, it's just that if he, if JJ ultimately ends up with the confidence and the ability to read the defenses and go through his progressions like Cade can or as well as Cade can, then there really isn't a competition, to be honest with you, in terms of talent level, I don't think. Exactly, because, I mean, J.J. has, he's got that arm talent, and I mean, I think... It's otherworldly. Some of the throws that he made last year were, as a true freshman, kid's like 18 years old, you know? And the one against Ohio State was, I mean, stupid. You have to put that exactly where that ball is or it's intercepted. And he put it exactly where that ball is because he can. And that's why he's a little bit of a risk taker, but it pays in that situation. The, the touchdown pass to Andrew Anthony against Michigan State. Yep. Cade's doing a check down to the tight end on that play. He's not throwing that ball. So obviously, you know, they're different quarterbacks at times. Maybe that risk could come and hurt him. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's something to consider for sure, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, that one is going to be interesting. No question about it. Very excited to see where that goes again. I, I personally don't think that one gets resolved in camp. I, I don't think that's resolved till about week four or five, to be uh, quite frank with you. I don't know if it's going to get resolved all year. Um, but uh, another one, uh, another quote that I saw that kind of raised my eyebrows, though, 
I, I don't know if I can buy quite into it was Jim Harbaugh, you know, kind of asked about the pass rush in the defensive line. Like, they got some good players. There's no question about yeah. it. But, like, you lot, if David Ajabo doesn't tear his Achilles at the pro day, he's a top 15 pick. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and I'm just, I'm going to preface that. Obviously, he went in the second round, but they had two top 15 NFL defensive edge rushers on that team. Like, you just don't replace that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's saying they have a chance to be better as a pass rush than they were last year. Like, that, quite frankly, that's malarkey. All right? Yeah, you know, like, right. let's. that just feels like coach speak and, and, you know, trying to hype up the players and blow some smoke up my you-know-what. Exactly, dude. I mean, he obviously, he's not going to sit here and say, yeah, dude, like, we lost these two great guys. Like, yeah, we got smoke. But you could, you could be no like, look, we lost better. a couple of incredibly talented players. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and maybe, right. maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to look like a fool. On this, and by all so. means, I I, I've so. looked like a fool in the past, and and I will gladly own it. You know what I'm saying? And I hope I am a fool, but it's it's really hard. And Mike Morris is going to be awesome. I already know that uh, he's going to be the surprise player in the Big Ten for uh, people of other fan bases. I think here this year, I think Mozzie Smith has taken a huge step up. But again, I mean, it, you just lost so much that that it's it, it's going to be hard to replicate the numbers they were able to put up last year though hey to, to his credit David Ajabo kind of came on the scene out of nowhere last year too so who knows maybe yeah. I'm the idiot yeah I mean dude ho I hope they're better uh, but I mean like you said I, I see it as coach talk too you know that's that's what coaches do they're going to come out um, and they're going to say that everyone's looking great um, they're not going to go out and say that they're not going to be as good this year uh, but yeah, I mean, when you lose Hutch and Jabo, it, it's going to be really hard for that unit to be close to as good as they were last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they do still have a lot of talent um, and I think that they're going to get the job done. But I, I would also be quite surprised if, if they somehow put up a better year than, than last year's edge rushing unit. And then, of course, finally, I want to talk about this one. You know, C Coach Harbaugh saying they're ahead of where they were at this time last year, yeah. which uh, obviously is nice, especially on the defensive side of the football with, with Jesse Minter, kind of a seamless transition uh, with Mike McDonald, though obviously that we have to see that play out on the field before we can fully say that. But in terms of scheme, it's a bit of a seamless transition. So you would expect that uh, here this year, which is good because you could see it when you go back and watch the games a little bit last year. Like they were obviously, you know, they, they held Western Michigan. Uh, they held Washington. Uh, they, they ended up holding Rutgers. But if you go watch that Rutgers game, man, uh, just, first of all, d just a disgusting second half. So maybe you yeah. don't want to do that. But the defense, really had their issues in the second half against Rutgers. I know they only scored 13 points, but if you go watch that, Rutgers was moving that football on that defense, you know, and, and obviously the defense got a lot better throughout the year last year. So, but for them to be, you know, ahead of where they're at right now, if they're at like, you know, week three right now, I'm very excited to see where they're at, you know, week one this year. If they're at week three, 2021, I should say right now, I'm excited to see where week one, 2022 is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you mentioned that Rutgers game. That was one of the worst football games I've watched in my life. Um, yeah, I mean, Michigan got they, – they really got lucky in that second half. Rutgers had a lot of opportunities where they could have got the upset. Um, but, yeah, I think that also a huge thing – and we kind of touched on this last week where, you know, you said that Maryland's going to be a sneaky good opponent. Mm -hmm. um, but having that, that test – I mean, that's where Maryland is sneaky good is with their offense. I mean, Tagovailoa – He's a really good quarterback, and that's going to be a really good test for the defense to see where they're at. 
Absolutely, man. So uh, uh, very excited. Another week of camp coming up. It's going to be here before you know it, man. Uh, Labor Day weekend is right around the corner. Excited to, to hear some good things, um, you know, coming out of camp here, moving forward, especially as they start getting into full cat pads, competing against one another. We're really going to start hearing some stuff. So uh, very excited for that. Scotty White, where can we find you on social media, my man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, doing the brewcast show, writing some football articles, and we will soon also be bringing back our betting podcast. Um, so you can look for that and find it all on Twitter at ScottyWhite underscore. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew show page as well at Maze and Brew. Subscribe, rate, leave a review. You know it. I mean, I'm, I'm sound like the most generic podcaster there with that, but we do. We, we like when you subscribe. It helps us out. Love when you leave reviews, hopefully five stars, unless me and Scotty annoy you, then I understand. Uh, but we appreciate the, the five-star ones. Don't forget, uh, subscribe to the Maze and Brew YouTube page. Hoping to uh, get the live shows up and running once the season gets going on Monday nights. Had a lot of fun doing that last year, so make sure to subscribe and keep a lookout for that. But that's going to do it for us here this week on Brewcast. For my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week.